put into that. But how was she put into the situation? Because she chose to go on the show. She, yeah, she chose to go on the show, but at the same time, she thinking she going on there getting a fair fight with it. Like, in regards to them, the professionals picking, you know, the right person for her. She I got mean, on there and they picked this dog on. I mean, that's the that's the ideal way of thinking. But it's like when you go on that show, it's like it's someone you've never met before. So it's like you don't really know what's going on or, you know, what that person had going on prior to you. Right. And so she's trusting, quote unquote, professionals to out of all of these people that came on the air and that auditioned or whatever the case may be. This was the best that you got. to but these, her. But these ain't no real professionals, though. Yes, they are. They're like marriage and family therapists and licensed sociologists. Like, these are people that study, like, marriages. I guess the importance of marriages and couples and what, you know, what fits a certain person based on their traits and personalities and all that. All right, so for those who don't know, we're talking about Married at First Sight. Now, I don't know if you guys watched the show, but on the recent episode of Married at First Sight, there's a couple one in named Chris and Paige. And Chris, he revealed some... As he said, some what he said, some devastating information <laughs> in regards to <laughs> to his passing. Oh no, this right here is the clip in regards to what Chris had revealed to Paige. Again, this is Married at First Sight. This is the new season set in Atlanta, Georgia. So I told you he was engaged and all that stuff, right? Yeah. But I just found out she's pregnant. <laughs> right. Right. Like my question would be like, why is it happening like, like right after the wedding? Like that's like. We've been broken up um, since May, but that wasn't the last time we had sex for sure. Mm. You think she's being honest with you? I know she's being honest. I'm gonna end it right there. So I'm gonna ask you. So like based on the episode, you know, when you see in the episode, like like what do you think Paige should do? Because Paige's been on married at first sight to find love, to find someone, you know, I guess to be her forever. But come to find out, within the first four days, she found out, you know, he was he was engaged about two or three months ago. Now she found out the bombshell news that his ex fiance is pregnant, six weeks pregnant with his child. Now, again, they four days into the marriage. So, like, do you think she should stay or should she walk away? Because it seems as if she's going to, you know, make it work because, as she said, you know, it's God's plan. So, what do you think Paige should do in this situation? <laughs> I mean, if it was me, I don't I don't necessarily, four days in, you know, I mean, well, it wasn't even four. It was like three. About three and a half, four, yeah. I don't know you. Um, and so it's one of them things to where I just would have been like, you know, can, can I do, can I get a redo? You know? I, mean, I mean, but at this point, the season is in like full effect. Now it's no telling how much she invested into, you know, going on this show. So to go on the show after you invest months and months of time and, you know, just get your mind prepared to be married. So then to go on the show and then within three or four days to walk away. So I understand, I guess from that point of view, like why she would want to make it work, but it's just like, is that someone who you would want to be with forever? No, because what's going on? This is the thing. She getting, she's getting red flags back to back. If the first day that I meet you and the first thing you told me is that, oh, three months ago I was engaged, I'm about, I'm looking at you crazy because it's like, why are you trying to jump into a whole nother relationship? Matter of fact, not even just a relationship. Why are you trying to get married to somebody you don't know? Like, what are you running away from in that aspect of just... 
jumping from being engaged to somebody to, okay, now I want to get married to somebody else three months later. But the crazy thing is that, like, when they first met after the wedding, remember, I think she mentioned something about, you know, I have a dog. And then he said, you know, my ex has a dog, too. Remember he said that? And that was another uh, red flag. He mentioned his ex. Because he kept talking about it. And then she brought up the fact that, oh, well, are you, you know, are you still basically hung over her? And he said no. But, I mean, women going to... I don't want to say necessarily women. And in, in no, fact, it's women. You can say women. In a sense that if you want some, sometimes you can become really blinded when you just kind of have like this tunnel vision of what it is that you want. And you try to like make it work. And a lot of times with her, like she kept saying, oh, in this God's will and using religion and stuff with it. I think, you know, it kind of sets you up in a sense because it's like, I, I mean, she had all the red flags and I just, I, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't. <laughs> I mean, but like we had watched the season trailer, and like based on the season trailer, it seems as if she stays throughout the whole duration of the, of the show. And she mentioned about having unprotected sex with her multiple times, so it's like yeah. it seems as if like she's not really learning or understanding. I mean, we young and dumb. I mean, I don't know how I forgot how old she is. She's about twenty six, twenty seven. Like she's that's considerably young. I mean, it is, but like we got to get to an age to where like the young and dumb don't apply to me. Like when you get like it be men that's forty and st- you right, you right. But I'm saying like that's just dumb. You just dumb. <laughs> it's just like I feel like I, I feel don't like, want to. I don't want to necessarily call her. You know what I'm saying? She's like, dumb. I don't want to necessarily say that. I just really think huh. that she is really strung up on this wanting to be married and that she just wants to do whatever it takes to be married. And that's putting her own feelings I mean, in. But you don't got to be married aside. at all costs to where you set aside your values and what you want for in a marriage. Because, like I said, like, and um, I mean, and then like he had the nerve to ask her and joke, Haha, you okay with being a stepmom? The fact he, <laughs> it's like the fact he even had the nerve to say that to her face. And this was after saying, you know what? Like, I'm not attracted to you. Because don't forget, he said that too. The boy trifling. He called the ugly, basically. He did. And I think at that point, I don't know if, you know, some women, I don't know. She might have self-esteem issues. She might not have had any attention prior to this. She might not have been ever in a relationship where she feels worthy of a certain, you know, guy. So this is just pretty much, I mean, with her going through that, maybe that's her self-worth at the time. But... I just know that, like, in regards to her wanting to, you're right. He did call her basically ugly, saying he wasn't attracted yeah. to her. He did say that he was engaged three months, mm-hmm. you know, prior to he didn't. And you know, that's too soon. That's too soon before and it, you and yeah. before you marry somebody. Now, hold up. Now, normally, like when I start the podcast off, like I start the podcast off by playing a song by like a like an underground artist, like an artist on the rise. Now, I remember a couple years back, you played me a song you did, and like like the song, like the chorus was actually good. It wasn't a bad chorus. But the song, I don't, I don't really know. Wait, what song was it? It was called Number One. Oh, let me see if I can find it. By who? I need to know the person. Because of course it's not going to pop up, you know, right there on top. Uh, I forgot their name. What was your name on the song? Well, it was like Young and Lethal or something like that. Oh that my group. God. Who? Young and Lethal. How you spell it? Young. Like regular young, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, black people spell names and dumb. lethal, and then it was like mine's Aaron Denise. Young and lethal, or N with the like the letter N. And like N, mm-hmm. young and lethal. What was it called? Young ones, or what you said it was? Number one. All right, let me see if it pop up. Hold on. All right, here you go. I found it on YouTube. It's called. Well, the artist's name is Young and Lethal. It's called Number One, featuring Aaron Denise. So I'm gonna play this song for you guys. You you know, you guys, let me know what you think. This is Young and Lethal, Number One. Featuring Aaron Denise.
She love when I do my thing. Lay it down, make a scream. Stretching on my back, neighbors complain. Shawty good, shawty fine. You can look and stare, shawty mine. You killing the baby, should be doing time. To sum it all up, she a dime. You and me together, best love story. When I was down and out, you was there for me. She my ride or die, do a bit for me. You my everything, baby girl, but what you call me? Taking trips when I hear on B, baby, I think of you. When I was miserable, you did the unthinkable. All this fighting and fussing, all these headaches for nothing. Cause when it's said and done, we know we loving it. We can have a little us, so you know it's real. Have my trust, so you see how forever feel. Last year, I made a wish and you came true. So you can have my heart. All right, let's hit the round of applause. Man. Now, those guys with the... Where are they from? Where? You don't know where they're from? <laughs> How you record a song in a hook and you don't know where they're from? Oh, it's complicated. I think they're from here, though. I think they are from Atlanta. From Atlanta? Yeah. All right, let's clap it up one more time. Again, that was Young and Lethal, number one, featuring Aaron Denise. Now, a topic that came up last week when I was scrolling it now... We know Lauren London. She lost Nipsey Hussle. When did when did Nipsey die? Was it twenty twenty or was it twenty nineteen? I believe twenty nineteen. So it was it wasn't last year. It was the year before. Oh yeah, never mind. Because uh-huh. last year it was Kobe. Chad. Okay, yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Now, like a news broke. Now I'm not sure how true it is. Now Lauren London came by and said it wasn't true, but there was a news story that broke. I believe it was the L.A. Centennial. I could be wrong, so don't quote me. But they reported that Lauren London was pregnant. Now. Like, that intrigues me because, like, when the news broke that she was pregnant, and, like, you go to the comments and, like, you know, all the quote-unquote fans commenting, they were bashing her. 
How could you betray Nipsey? And, and I'm like, <laughs> the man died <laughs> damn near two years ago at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So my, now, hold on, hold on. Now she came out, and, you know, she said it wasn't true. She said it was BS. So let, you know, let's, let, let's give it a benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But my thing is that, okay, for if you're like a female celebrity, it's like how long should you wait before you move on to like a new relationship or even have kids because the public don't care. Right. Like I said, he died almost two years ago. So, so like, how do you feel about it was men and women bashing Lauren London for possibly being pregnant? So it's like, how long should she wait before she moves on and date and date somebody else? Because it's going to happen eventually. It kind of reminds me of like with Faith. You know how long she had to wait to like go public I, I with mean, her public, relationship. But she was dating though. Yeah, of course, because she had more t- multiple kids. Yeah. But um, after you know Biggie, but. It's one of them things to where it's like the public going to judge regardless because they just feel like you have to be down forever. And it's like, I mean, but, but th- like, does that mean to never date again and just stay single forever? No, because I believe that any, you know, with Nipsey being uh, long ago, and I'm sure he would want to see her happy again, you know, and living her life. It's not up to her to be a widow for the rest of her life. Because, I know? mean, eventually she going to date. She going to eventually she's going to marry because she wasn't married to Nipsey. Right. Was she not married to him? Right. Uh, no. I mean, but that's on her you know, discretion of when she feels is right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it could be a couple of years. It she's, could be she's, now. she's been dating, though. Like, we don't know publicly, but she's been dating. I don't know. I think sometimes it takes, uh, I mean, it could it could very well have taken her a good a year and a half to kind of, it's nothing that you'll ever kind of get over. I mean, she thought that was her, that was it. <laughs> because, I mean, the same thing with, like, Vanessa Bryant. You know, where Kobe died last year. But, like, now, do I think she's going to stay single and not date the rest of her life? I don't. I, I don't know, because who? Who's gonna match up to Kobe I mean eventually she's gonna want someone To kind of share her life with us Some kind of like a loving companion Yeah probably like later on in life Like when them kids are So when she's 60 I mean I didn't say 60 (laughs) But I just feel like right now Her concentration is gonna be like Focused on all them kids But I mean of course nobody's gonna match up to Like you can't replace Kobe with you know Somebody regular Yeah you can't so and she's been with him since what? She was a kid. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, of course, like when she dates again, she's going to date someone of status. Like she's not going to date someone who like who work in Walmart. Man, I I just don't see that happening no time soon. Them kids going to be like oh. long and grown okay. before it come out that Vanessa's dating. Okay, so Kobe died what top of last year. Yes. So it's like, how long do you think it would be before she publicly posts herself with another guy on social media? Again, it, like it could be happening now for all we know, just not publicly. She didn't move on it. Fast? How you know? That's ridiculous. That's just don't. That don't even feel right. It don't. But I'm saying, okay. So, uh, so you think she's just sitting home all day? I think she's still grieving watching, her watching, child ne- and her Netflix. husband. I mean, I agree. I agree up to that point. But I feel like, I feel like within before the years out, she's gonna get caught out paparazzi public with somebody. I don't think. I don't think so. I honestly, I honestly. So how long? Tell me how you're a woman. Tell me how long you think it would be before she goes public with another man. I would say probably a good maybe three to five years. Damn, five years? I said three to five. Yeah, but yeah, but you threw five in there as like a. I estimate. mean, like as the maximum of what she's trying to, and that's if she's just concentrating on what the public eye thinks. Mm-hmm. But in in regards to, do I think that both of them, you know, her and Lauren, and you know anybody that loses, do I think they deserve happiness at the end of the day? Yes. Do I think they can still grieve and still be happy? Yes, they can still be with somebody 
and still be in love with the person that they lost. So I mean, I agree, but like that's the negative too, like being like a person in, in like in like the spotlight because everyone feels as if they have the right to comment on like your relationship. Because like I said, eventually, even if it's it could be ten years later, if she date anybody, they're gonna compare that person to Kobe. They're gonna say you didn't love Kobe because like you moved on. So I just feel like as a woman, it's like you you kind of really got your back against the wall. So. I yeah, just, just turn them comments off and, you know, post what you want to post. That's I just hope I, she, I just hope she got thick skin. But speaking of posting what you want to post now, I, I'm sure you've seen it. You know, Tessica Brown from Louisiana, you know, where she she posted a video. It went viral of her spraying Gorilla Glue in her oh hair. Now, I mean, you say, oh, God, but it's just like to, to me, she was dumb. Like, how old is she? She grown. She about in her 30s. She grown, grown. And she never heard of Gorilla Glue. But my thing is that, it, <laughs> but my thing is that it says right on the label, it bonds metal, stone, <laughs> glass. Like, what else do you need to read? I don't know why she did that. I have, I, I'm still trying to figure out the fascination of what it was that made her say, "Let me put this on my hair." No, 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 no. Now, now, in the video, she said that she ran out of her regular hair glue. So go to the beauty shop, supply stone, and get some. I mean, other I agree. One. I mean, I agree. But now, now, I don't know, like, if she was trying to hit the club and like she was in a rush. But she said she went to her kitchen. She seen it said, you know, spray glue. Oh so she God. sprayed it on, like, and like she ain't sprayed just a just a little bit. She sprayed up like a whole heap of. Oh, we we gonna hit the button for her. Hold on. You stupid, ignorant <laughs> son of a bitch, dumb bastard. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. Like, I'm trying to find the original video when she posted it, but I can't find it. But it's like, like, what do you think she, well, I mean, because, you know, now she went viral. She's like, like now she's selling shirts. Like, no, she Tess- is not. She's selling Tessica Brown no, shirts. she's not. She got a website. She's selling shirts and hoodies with her face on it. And, so like, was this for all for a come up? No, but I'm saying like, like once something goes viral, like you got, you got about a quick month, week or two, maybe a month. Like, like your 15 minutes of fame. So, of course, you want to have, like, a financial come up. So, the girl basically went bald for a come up. Because she ain't, I know she ain't got no hair no more. Hold on, hold on. This is a matter of fact. Hold on. I'm trying to find the video when she. Was, That's ridiculous. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to find the video. Like, when she, like, the first video she posted. So, you guys, like, I'm sure by now you guys have seen it. But I just want you guys to hear it again for some of y'all who might not have seen it. Hold on. All right, hold on. I found the clip. You guys, listen to this clip, man. My hair has been like this for about a month now. It's not by choice. No, it's not by choice. When I do my hair, I like to, you know, finish it off with a little got to be glue spray. You know, just to keep it in place. Well, I didn't have any more got to be glue spray, so I used this. Gorilla glue spray. (laughs) Bad, bad, bad idea. Yo, look, my hair, it don't move. You hear what I'm telling you? It don't move. I've washed my hair. It look nice, though. 15 times, and it don't move. Yeah, but it's rock hard. You don't see it? It was late. You got to hear when she tap it again. Hold on. So I'm going to tell y'all like this. If you ever, ever run out of got to be glue spray, don't ever, ever use this. You see it? You want your hair to be like that? Alright, I'm gonna stop it right there. Like I said, on the bottom it says it bonds glass, metal, <laughs> ceramic. Like Bro, reading is fundamental. Maybe she didn't read. But like I said, you know, she you know, hold on, let's clap it up for the doctor in LA though. Yeah, he's too. I forgot his name. It's the black doctor in LA. You know, she went out there to LA, she flew into LAX, and you know, I 
he did a surgery. I think I think it cost about twelve thousand dollars. He did it for free. He used medical grade glue remover and he got it out of here. So let's clap it up one more time. Yeah. What would you do? What would you do if that was you? It wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be putting No, but I'm saying, because like 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 I said, we don't know what she was doing. Like she could have been in a rush to go out with her girls to the club. You know, it's you never know. Man, if you don't go on no. It could have been her birth okay, okay. Well, if that was me, I'm just saying, like, I I, I that's why you read. Um, I don't put everything on my head. Okay, well, okay, but look, you got friends, you got female friends. So if one of your friends say, you know, Aaron, you know, I spray glue on my head, like what would you tell your friend? You stupid. <laughs> Cause it's like you didn't read the bottle before you put it on there? Oh, my God. You just saw glue and was like, yeah, this this is it. Like, no. That's 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 something that, you know, I really would question their, you know, their IQ. For real, for real. I mean, I agree. Hold on. But, but before I jump to the next topic now, there was a TikTok star. Her name was Dejara Quint. No, yes, she committed suicide by hanging. So I want to say R.I.P. to her. She was 18 years old. She had over 100,000 IG followers, over 1 million TikTok followers now. Now, like we've seen this story time after time, especially now. Like I seen an um, article last week where I believe he was about twelve or thirteen years old where he ended up hanging himself in the room. So it's like, like what wow. do you? Yeah. So it's like, what do you think is causing like the increased suicide amongst younger adults, especially like teens? You know, aside from like, well, with you know the whole pandemic being a you know, a fact I believe which contributes to, you know, the fact that you got to stay home alone. So, mm-hmm. like, what do you think contributes to, like, the increased rate of suicide amongst young adults, teens? Because she was 18 years old. Honestly, um, I think social media can be a gift and a curse. And I think that with um, a lot of these kids, you know, we didn't grow up with all of this social media and comparing our lives to, yeah, you know, that, everything on that you see on social media. You think it's just true. And so um, I definitely think that a lot of these kids, they're just they're honestly looking at social media and, and yeah, just for seeing, like validation. Yeah, in, some in kind regards of to I'm not matching up to that. I don't have that. Oh, I need to do this then the third. And it just causes dissatisfaction in their own life. And so. I think that's really what's causing an increase in these young kids is because, I mean, they're growing up with social media. We didn't, I mean, social, I mean, suicide was real. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I know we all know somebody or know of somebody that have committed it when we was younger, but mm-hmm. the rates, I mean, now they're, they are going up because we, uh, yeah, social media is a gift. And so it's like, do you think like there's something that I guess friends and family can do to better be on the lookout or like any warning signs to, Definitely warning signs. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's it's one of them hard things because, like I said, I mean, I know someone that passed uh, from that and people didn't see the signs. But at the same time, you know, just making sure that they understand their own self-worth, self-value, understanding, mm-hmm. you know, talking to them about, you know, how social media and how everybody on there is not living what they portray. Um, it's just all for show. It's just all for entertainment purposes. And it's all for likes. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, teaching them that in that aspect and just, I mean, being more in tune with them, talking to them every day. I mean, honestly. I agree. Now, I spoke about this um, on an episode, maybe about 20 episodes ago, where I spoke about a 13-year-old girl who had committed suicide. This was a couple years back, so I want to play this clip again so you guys can hear it. Hold on. Friends and family mourning the loss of 13-year-old Rosalie Avila. The teen took her own life after being relentlessly bullied at school. Mm-hmm. I woke up and there was screaming. And I had to find my daughter hanging in a room. 
Rosalie oh, left behind a letter apologizing, calling herself ugly and a loser. Suicide is now one of the leading causes of death among young people. Nearly 6,000 took their own lives in 2015. Child therapist Cheryl Ziegler says bullying is an epidemic. What we're seeing is that this has a tremendous effect on the fragile growing brain of a child. It's particularly dire in Colorado, where teen suicides have doubled over the last 10 years. It's a nightmare for any mother. In Aurora, the parents of Ashanti Davis are heartbroken. They say their daughter took her own life after being bullied. She was just 10 years old. Oh my God. We just want parents to know that you got to be in your children's life because this is reality now. We got to bury our baby. <laughs> State Representative Daphna Michelson Janae is one of several Colorado lawmakers exploring legislation to combat the problem. This is a problem. It is real. It is an issue. And we have a responsibility as a community to stop it. A plea for awareness to prevent another night like this. Steve Patterson, NBC News, Los Angeles. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for. So that right there, that, that was from NBC News LA. Now, again, going back to that now. Like I said, like, do you think something can be done? Because it's tough because, like, when kids go to school and they are bullied now, sometimes, like, teachers, like, they don't do nothing. I know. To where it's like, some kids go to school, they be bullied, you know, every single day, time after time after time after time again, to where eventually, as, as in the cases we just heard, to where, like, enough is enough. Mm. Like, you go to school, you tell the teacher, you, like, you tell the principal, and nothing gets done. So then... You feel as if the only way to make it stop is to kill yourself. Yeah. I, I think um, the school does have an obligation um, in regards to trying to do their best and, um, you know, promoting but is there, it. But is there a better way? Because, I mean, suspension, like, that's the only stopping the problem as long as that child stays home. But when the child come back to school... It don't mean that their behavior has changed. They just stayed home. You know, in reality, though, a lot of them kids that are bullying the kids are the ones that get bullied at home. I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I on. agree, but they're like, they're like, I mean, you're right, but still, like, those effects, mm -hmm. they still trickle down to other innocent kids. It does. And that's why I think it's, uh, like they said in the um, news, is that it's a, it's a collaborative effort from mm -hmm. the community. I mean, Starting from with your own child, as you get as they get older, they start looking at peers more. They start uh, thinking about the approval, you know, what I'm saying of the, you know, kids at school and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's important as a parent to just kind of be very in tune with them. Make sure that, you know, they not just sitting up all on the social because it's easy to get, you know, just sitting on social media. I and mean, get that, caught up in comments exactly, and likes comments and cyberbullying. People, yeah, because that's yeah. the thing now. And so just kind of making sure that they I mean, doing your best to make sure that they're active, making sure that. That they're you know involved with different things so that they just won't be sitting all day on there and then also making sure that schools do implement different you know like programs and stuff within the school to help with that because at the end of the day there's gonna be mean kids regardless there was mean kids with us growing up there was um i don't know if necessarily we would you know it was a different era to where it was like we wouldn't always describe it as bullying you know in certain schools like if you went to all black school and stuff you ain't necessarily think of it as bullying but in reality you know like it was, but like again, we didn't have we didn't have social media and stuff like that. So they kind of mm -hmm. have to go. They leave, at least we could leave school and come home and don't have to deal with it. But they kind of got to leave school and it be all online and everything. So that's why I say social media. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's a it's a it got its pros and its cons with it. And that's just something like as a family, you know, you got to be in tune with the kid.
I agree. So I just want to say RIP to those victims and anyone out there who is, you know, battling, going through bullying, depression, mental health. Like, it's tough. Like, it's going to be a tough journey, but I just hope you got the right, you know, the right support system, whether it be families, teachers, Therapy, you know, therapists, friends. Because, like I said, even in our community, it's just like when it comes to mental health, I feel as if we don't, like, we kind of laugh at it, you know. Like, we don't take mm-hmm. it as serious as we should because, like, for example, like, like I've had friends tell me, you know, Things about mental health or going through depression, especially men and people just laugh at men and kind of just think that men have to be strong 24 seven to where, you know, sometimes it gets overwhelming to where I believe that everyone needs a mental break. And it's not just women. No, it's not. And um, I think as time is going on, we are seeing an increase in, you know, promoting self-care and mental health, you know, as these age, you know, years are going on. And I think that. Now people are a little bit more open than what they were to like seeing a therapist or just talking to somebody in or finding that support group so that they can go through, you know, find some different ways to kind of help them go through what they're going through. I agree. But like speaking of young um, kids taking their lives, I want to take a quick break. I got to pay some bills, but um, I want to speak a little bit about um, like the increased influx of like young teens being shot dead in Atlanta. What can people do, whether it be the communities, the police, activists to decrease it because like right now it's increasing like we had a a 12 year old boy shot dead in atlanta a couple nights ago and we had two kids shot in atlanta last night so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna pay some bills then we're gonna get into that real quick all right welcome back now look, like i said before the break i want to speak a little bit about the influx like the increased you know like i said the influx of teens being shot dead in well basically kids mm-hmm. like when you look at what happened last year with the um the death of eight-year-old, what was her name? Sakoria Turner, I believe, where she was shot dead outside of the same Wendy's where, I believe his name was Rashad Brooks, where he got killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple days ago, there was a 12-year-old boy. He was found shot to death in the woods in southwest Atlanta. Now, this news clip is from 11 Alive. It's David Mack, a 12-year-old boy who loved sports and spending time hanging out with his friends. Tonight, the mystery deepens into who killed him after the middle schooler's body was discovered in a wooded area not far from his home. Joe Hankey talked to his grandmother as the family begs witnesses to come forward. Tuesday afternoon, 12-year-old David Mack left his southwest Atlanta home just up on Beecher Road, and he called his grandmother to say he was going to go play football with a friend. On Wednesday, as they searched for David, they found his body just on the other side of this home near a trail and creek about a half mile from his house. David Mack was a smiling 12-year-old who loved to have fun. (laughs) Being raised by his grandmother, Glenda, who called him her son. Kept him since he was five days old, so, you know. She says Tuesday afternoon, David called her while she was running an errand to ask if he could visit a friend. She said, okay. He said, love you, and I said, love you too. Now, those were the last words I said to him. Glenda, though, says David never made it to his friend's house. He FaceTimed his friend, said he was going somewhere else in the neighborhood, and the friend asked if he could join. He said all he saw was David's face, but he heard somebody said, no, say no. When David didn't come home Tuesday, Glenda called 911. His family searched, Atlanta police officers searched, but no one found David. And officers filed a missing persons report. That night, people living nearby tell us they heard multiple bursts of gunfire. An Atlanta police major says they've received conflicting reports about what time. Wednesday, David's family searched again. In a cut through off Shirley Street Southwest, where children often play, police say the family found David's body. He'd been shot several times. They immediately saw him lying face down. And one of his cousins screamed, there's David. 
His grandma says David attended young middle school, loved football and technology. Mm. Now police are following up on leads, interviewing people in the area and those who knew David, but so far no information of what led to his death or any suspects. Someone knows something about this. His grandmother tonight asking anyone who thinks they can help to call police. And even though Atlanta police say they are following up on leads for this case, they want anyone with information to come forward. You can call Crime Stoppers, remain anonymous, and possibly collect a reward. That's crazy. Again, that was from 11 Alive. Now, like I said, like, see, like, articles like that is tough. Like, he's 12 years old, so again, RIP to David Mack, but it's just like, like, why do you think that, like, that's so prominent in our community? It's it's an influx. I mean, I, I think it depends on, I mean, a lot because of... Because these are kids. Yes, like, and, and then you got to think about the neighborhoods that they're living in and what they see and who they're around and yeah, it's older. Oh, lower income neighborhoods yes. and poverty. and so you know. it's like, it's almost like monkey see, monkey do. Not to say that this is the case for this scenario, but... You know, if you're around older little kids, I heard he played football. He's in middle school. That's yeah. that air. That's that age group where you just kind of, you know, you want to hang. You want to be older. That type of mentality. Because you know, I know it said that he was, you know, going one place, but ended up going another. Somewhere else, yeah. So it's like, are you doing something you had no business doing? Are you just kind of curious about a lot of things and got yourself caught up in something? It it sucks. Um, it definitely does, and I think it does play a part in. I mean, these young kids, you know, certain neighborhoods, they don't have no role models. They don't have nobody there to kind of, you know, guide them or mm -hmm. mentor them and whatnot. I mean, but eventually something got to change because, like, as we seen last year, when, like, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, like, it, it became so prominent all over the U.S. and even other countries. Mm -hmm. Like, to have that going on, but still have this, this huge amount of, you know, inner city violence, I just feel like it's just we can't, like, we can't, we can't have both. To right. where, you know, we leave the house... And we scared of interacting with the police, with, you know, law enforcement. But then also, depending on, like, which neighborhood you live in, we're scared to interact with each other as well. Yeah. Um, it's something that I think should receive equal amount of attention um, regarding, you know, both movements. We do need to do something about these young kids. It ha something has to be done. It has to be done. Yeah. These, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's increasing. Um, a lot of these kids, I mean, even young kids that's just being shot by stray bullets. Yeah. Um, just living in the wrong neighborhood at the wrong, you know, at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, that's just something that's been going on for years and I don't know. When it's gonna, you know, cause some awareness. I mean, people are out there fighting for it, but it's not as prominent as like Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, it's not because I feel as if, like, especially even like like news media, they just see it as, oh, you know, well, another black person shot dead. And I, like, I mm -hmm. think that we, like, we have become like too desensitized to it as well as black mm -hmm. people because you know, like, we've seen it, you know, every single day. Yeah, we had to be on the news or you know, RIP t shirts or candles outside of a building. To where we just see it as, oh, okay. Yeah, and then, and then don't, and people don't necessarily care until it happens to them. They and don't. So, they um, don't. They don't wanna... care until, you know, it just affects them personally, whether it be a family member, right. a friend. But something got to change because, like I said, it's just, every time I see an article like that where it's like, eight yo shot dead. Remember in New York a couple years back, a two yo was shot dead at the playground. Yeah, like, they, stuff I, like that. Yeah, they definitely have to um, do something about in regards to all of this that's going on in our neighborhoods. And not just they, we do. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen. It sucks. But, uh, it's one of the things that they we've been trying to fight this for years. You know what I mean? Generations yeah. to come. So I just hope that one day we do get to a point where there's more stuff for in the communities for these kids to do, more um, role models and you know, to kind of guide these kids that don't have that type of role model because they kind of, it's just a 
generational cycle. I mean, I agree. Now, it's hard to segue from that. So I just want to say RIP to all the young kids out there who have lost their life. And sadly, those who are going to lose their life. Because as we know, it's going to happen again. Like, there's no way to stop it. Like, every time I think, okay, you know, a two-year-old was shot dead, you know, like, they're going to learn a lesson from that. Like, enough is enough. Mm-mm. Within a couple of weeks, you know, five-year-old shot dead, seven-year-old shot dead. So it just has become like a revolving door of just yeah, inner-city death amongst the youth. But... It's hard to segue from that, but like I said, R.I.P. to all the young kids out there who lost their life, you know, much love and prayers to the family, but now I've seen a, I want to know your opinion. Now, Bow Bow says, you know, after he drops his next album, he is retiring and he is going to be a wrestler. What do you think about a that? A what? A wrestler. Okay, <laughs> he I have jo- two questions about he that. He's going to join the WWE, you know, like, like once he get in shape, you know, he said he's too fat right now, so. Yeah, but there's two, I thought he already retired. <laughs> no, he didn't retire, Aaron. He got one more album. He said it's coming. Who buying it? Don't do that, Bob. Don't do that. Okay. Nah, don't act like Bow Wow wasn't cutting up our childhood. Stop. And he, he and he was, and I I get mad respect for him for that. Bob, um, but don't I, do that. I, I know that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is he definitely is a legend. You know what I'm saying in my eyes in regards to even our childhood and everything growing up. He a le- that's a legend. But right there. I, why is he trying to? Wrestle? Is this just something that he's just I, trying to do? I mean, hold up. Going back to the, I, you know, I feel that's something funny, something humorous. But like, Bow Wow, he released a song last week called "My Pain." Did you hear it? No. Damn, you don't you don't check for Bow Wow no more. I mean, it ain't like they playing him on the radio. Okay, hold on. I'm about to play a little a little piece of the song. This song came out last week. It's called "My Pain" by Bow Wow. Hold on. I'm only gonna play a little bit. You tell me what you think of it too. Like don't and like like if it's good, say it's good. Don't say it's whack because Bow Wow washed up I'm now. I'm not. I didn't say that. If he got a nice song, he got a nice yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, because you was knocking my bow wow. Listen, to, don't do that. I, that's not what I'm saying. But who? Like, no, you had bow wow posted all in your room. I did. It? Yeah, I did. Email probably <laughs> bow wow at e stewart. No, to stop. it was it was unsure. But okay, hold on. <laughs> this is bow wow's latest song, "My Pain." I'm gonna play a little snippet for you guys. Hold on. Oh my god, with these ads. Hold on. You need to pay that fifteen dollars. I ain't paying for those. These hell no. <laughs> and they give me two ads now too. Hold on. Come on now. Three, two, here we go. Okay. Hey, Otto, man, keep that shit rolling. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I am human. I think the song's pretty good. Hold on. Real shit. All right. Mm. I should have known you had a motive. For real. You dealing with the pain, but you can't control it. Yeah. A lead son here. Yeah, I see y'all notice. These women hurt me bad, that's why my heart the coldest I woke up and read some more bullshit I see they leaking audio, that's what the news is Clout chasing at its finest and y'all see that Trying to come up off my name and y'all believe that So I just play it cool and I don't react I just hit the blunt, then I relax Lawyers involved, money she saw Gotta have better judgment, fuck it, I'll take a loss I'll eat that. And why the fuck y'all always in my business? There's better things to focus on, like all these cop killings Shit, y'all wonder what I'm doing, like it pay your bills And if you hatin', suck my dick, man, that's how I feel Niggas tryna show me like it bother me It don't. Can never knock me out my slot, this ain't no lottery mm. This is what we come to What? Women selling fake stories to the shade room Y'all too busy caught up in the matrix I'm out here in the real world Ducking, dodging cases Price you pay when you famous Couple deals on the table They throwing bags on me Rumors surfacing, that's when they turn their back on me One door closes, but then another opens mm. One bad girlfriend fucked up my focus 
Still think about you, shit, I don't even hate you. You had to do what you had to do. Girl, I can't blame you. Skeletons in my closet, yeah, I walk with death. I'm four or five with the comeback, I ain't love. You can't say that's trash. Hold on, let's clap it up. That's that new Bow Wow, too. <laughs> you can't say that's trash. Come First on. First of all, shout out to the, who's the producer? That that's that was nice. Um, I think, and then hold I was on, actually. The producer is Dilly Got It Bumping. I don't know who that is, but you, you can like, find him on yeah, IGS. Dilly absolutely. Got It Bumping. Yeah, I like the producer. And the, I mean, even when he was saying, I was listening to Even the to content, the content yeah. was real. It was, it was legit. It's funny, though, because it's. It's like every time I hear a new Bow Wow song, it's he changes up his flow. Like I it's mean, a different style yeah, of flow. I feel like right now like, he kind of playing around with the sound and kind of like trying to figure out what he gonna do. Okay, because it's it's like ever since I mean after the little he you know he retired the little part to Bow Wow. It's like every new song like like when he popped up with a new song, it was like a different sound or he was trying to go with the flow mm-hmm. of what was the sound during that yeah. time frame and so. I mean, the songs, I mean, it sound nice. I mean. Now, hold on. We're going to clap it up again. Hold on. Because you tried to play Bow Wow at first. I did not try to play You said Bow Wow's. I said, when you mentioned, did I hear the new Bow Wow album? I didn't know he was coming out with one. And I mean, I didn't. I thought I thought the boy had been retired and he was just doing reality. Don't do that. But like I said, man, you guys can check out the new Bow Wow. I don't know the name of the album yet, but he got a new, he got a new album coming out. You know, just... Appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in, checking out the podcast. And, you know, appreciate you guys, man, for t- for checking into the podcast, man. I'll be back next week. You know, celebrities out here, they ain't never going to stop giving me content, giving me news to talk about. And, again, RIP to all the kids out there, you know, who lost their life to senseless violence, those who took their life through the bullying, depression, anxiety. Much love to you guys. Thank you guys for checking in. We out.